My name is Kyle Willis, and this is Marketing from the Roosevelt Room. Welcome to a new episode of Marketing from the Roosevelt Room. We are carrying on our series of The Complete Entrepreneur, and I'm really excited to get into this episode with our guest, Mallory Nicole, who is a friend, a, a coach of mine, a asset ally. Molly, there's a lot of terms I can use to describe how I've enjoyed learning from you, working alongside you. And as we get into this topic of mindset today, uh, what I love about it is that it's not something where you're on a soapbox preaching uh, all this, uh, all the mantras that you hear from quote unquote mindset gurus or coaches. It just comes out of your natural personality uh, and natural disposition that when people are around you they, they start to see and feel that sense of something needs to change and this is a person who can take me from A to B or A to Z so Mallory I'm excited to dig in today I'm excited to learn with you today how the complete entrepreneur can bring mindset into their toolkit as an entrepreneur Thank you, Kyle. That was such a warm welcome. I really appreciate that. I love it. Absolutely. Well, hey, Mal, it's, it's because I think there comes that aspect when, when there's real relationship in the experience of being able to work together that it's not fluff. I'm not here reading some um, bio that I don't know if is to be true. You've, I've experienced it and witnessed it firsthand. And as an entrepreneur, you know, I'll, I'll, if you listen to nothing more than this moment right here, my selfish pitch for Mallory today is as a coach, she's been able to help me bring some areas of roadblocks in my mindset uh, to help scale my business as an entrepreneur. So as we dig into that today, I'm sure some of my questions will be coming out of my own experience with you uh, that I want our listeners to feel like they can get, get a glimpse into what's possible for them as well. Love it. Love it. I'm glad to be here. Well, let me start off. I always love beginning with the origin story. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's not everyone who wakes up one day and says, I want to go work for myself. I, I, I'm tired of working for the man or I don't know what I want to do. What's it like to start my own business? I love hearing it, as from one entrepreneur to another, what was your journey like? What was what was your origin as an entrepreneur to say this is the route I want to go? Yes. My origin story started with health. In 2014, I hit some uh, really large roadblocks in my health, and I didn't have any answers to what was going on. I didn't know where this health chaos was coming from. So I had yeah. a lot of symptoms that I, I all of a sudden was struggling with that were sh kind of showing up out of nowhere. It's kind of like I woke up one morning and felt like I had the flu and huh. it didn't go away for like three months. Wow. And I was in and out of the doctor and the only thing they could really tell me from blood work was that my liver enzymes were super, super high. And other than that, they didn't really know what was going on. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of scared at that time because I felt like I didn't have any answers. And the people that were, you know, quote unquote, supposed to have the answers also didn't know what was going on. And I wasn't really sure where I was headed from there because yeah. the symptoms were not getting any better. They were just getting worse. And to make 
kind of that story real as short as possible, I started exploring health and wellness on my own in my own time. I started Googling, I started reading, and I realized and came to understand that my body had changed and that I had some food intolerances that I had developed. Um, food intolerances don't show up the same way allergies do. So in when I was going to the doctor, they weren't able to tell me this. I then stopped eating certain things, got well, like everything cleared up within a matter of weeks. Yeah. And that led me to want to learn more about health and wellness. So I went on to get a health coaching certification and that sparked my interest in the mind, which is really kind of what I do now has way more to do with subconscious programming and mindset and how we achieve things and how we carry old stories with us. But as far as how did I get into coaching, I didn't even know about the entrepreneurial world until <laughs> this health coaching thing started taking off. And then I went yeah. into a big time marketing program, not realizing what I was doing. It was very expensive at the time. And I was just in there like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And that introduced me to this whole world of marketing that I was like, oh my goodness, there's all these people online running their businesses. I had no idea any of this even existed. That's the beauty of networking, being able to build those relationships together and open our each other's eyes. That, that, that's how we started was through some of these networking groups, be able to say, because uh, you know, I, I think about myself where I knew I had some issues I knew as an entrepreneur that there were certain blocks. I remember sitting down probably two years ago with one of my business mentors and saying, I've taken my business to, to the level that it is on my own. And either I need uh, a business partner or I need someone who can help challenge me on how to scale and take it, but I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. So I started joining different, um, you know, different local networking groups and different organizations that were around Seattle looking for someone to help remove what some of these blocks were and help me understand what scaling is all about. And I think as we get into different conversations today and some of the other guests in the series talking about what scale is, uh, mindset plays such a major role in what it means to not only run a successful business, but being able to scale it as well. Let me start just with some simple definitions, though, um, so that way we're on the same page, listeners are on the same page. I'd love to hear from you just kind of what mindset coaching is, and this may be a very big question, that if you, if you can simplify it, if, you, if I can simplify it anyway, my question, feel free. Um, but what is mindset coaching? How may it be different from like a therapist or a life coach? Yeah, that's a great question, and that's one I get all the time, and, and one I get from a uh, uh, some clients, partners, husbands, or wives that want to kind of know how is this different from therapy. So mindset coaching, and it's funny because I don't even know if I consider myself a mindset coach. <laughs> you know, I do what I do, but I, I'm not even sure sometimes. I'm like, I guess I'm a mindset coach. Uh, coaching and mindset in itself and how it differs from therapy is in, in therapy, it's really just about how you're feeling and how you're, you know, overcoming or dealing with certain emotions. And they both play a very important role in our lives, right? The yeah. Therapy can be really, really great for certain things in your life. Um, mindset coaching and what I do is I really look at 
what are the stories you're telling yourself about how you're perceiving the world? Hmm. And how has your subconscious programming played a part today in the decision-making process that you're in? How far you allow yourself to go, your communication with your team members, your clients, whoever it may be. And if you're allowing yourself to live your full potential, and if there's roadblocks in the way, you know, usually there are roadblocks in the way. And the mind, mindset in itself is just about how you how you're experiencing something. You know, you could have two different people experiencing the same exact thing. One person experiences it a very in a very different way than the other person experiences it. And that's just because of what their subconscious programming is telling them. And all of that is where we kind of get to play in the mindset world. And in therapy, there's actually some laws that you're really not allowed to go there and you're not allowed to ask certain questions and you're not allowed to dig in certain places to kind of explore that. It's just about the here and the now. But the the mindset approach that I take is to really uncover a lot of that stuff so that it will go, the roadblocks will go away, you know, and it's not that your life is going to be perfect and that a hundred percent of your stress is going to dissolve, but you inherently will become somebody that lives in this potential that maybe you've seen for a long time and you want to get to. Yeah. I like that. Especially that aspect of, of, you know, one situation, two people approach it completely differently. And that, and that I think that's something that I've noticed in my own life of how, how I view things completely changes the way I run my business, the way I am in my, my family. And I may look at something as the mountain where someone else uses it as the molehill, but it's all that, as you're saying, that aspect of ha- what has happened to us in, in life uh, plays that role, plays the, the, uh, the, the, significant impact of how we interpret what's happening around us. You just hit the nail on the head right there because so many people think, oh, this happened to me, so it must mean I act this way. But how we interpret it is is where the cusp of and that is and how we're able to shift it so radically and and change so quickly let's let's dig into that then because that's something where i you know me being able to speak to that i give credit to you and helping helping me learn some of those uh, aspects and how i view uh view view conversations uh, view situations around me of how do i respond to this rather than react when when you're talking to entrepreneurs or working directly with them, you know, think of the complete entrepreneurs are building this series around of the building that toolkit, building that mindset in the entrepreneur of how to run a successful business, how to be a great boss if they have a team, how to serve their clients in excellence in what they do. In your conversations with entrepreneurs from super successful to just getting started, whatever level they might be, are there certain issues, roadblocks that you see pop up as kind of more common situations or mindset barriers that you have to kind of break through more often than others? Yeah, there are. I think I think self-sabotage is one of the biggest ones that entrepreneurs experience, but even self-sabotage in itself, that can be a multitude of ways depending on, you know, what type of person we're talking about and what's in their programming. Sure. Um, Perfection is a huge one. I see so many people just really, really struggling in the hamster wheel of perfection. Um, Living in an online world, people are seeing these numbers go out all the time. They're seeing other people sharing their results and their wins. And perfection is something that I think a lot of people you know they they get on Facebook because they're actually addicted to wanting to be able to see 
that story play out in their minds of that they're not worthy enough or that they're not good enough or whatever it is. So they see all this stuff and then that solidifies the story in their minds and they get caught in the comparison game. Yeah. Um, So perfection is a huge one. Another one is avoidance. I see a lot of people just totally avoiding things. And that's like one of the key things that I help people, um, you know, if I'm having like that first conversation with someone, if maybe they think they want to know more about mindset coaching, but they're not really sure if it's for them. Avoidance is a really great place to start. You know, I have some clients that they don't do it anymore, thankfully, but when we just started working together, they're making $200,000, $300,000 a year, but they won't look at their money. They do not want to look at their money. They don't want to look at their finances. They don't yeah. want anything to do with it. Well, there's a reason, you know, we don't, that doesn't just happen just because that happens because of the way they're experiencing their relationship with money, the way that they're perceiving themselves in this place in their business and their, in their life. It's not just a coincidence that they don't like looking at money. There's a reason they're avoiding it. So avoiding avoidance patterns are really important. Other things that people avoid are conflict. Um, A lot of people, you know, avoid quote unquote conflict in certain cases. They don't want to have tough conversations. They don't want to have, you know, they don't want to make people feel a certain type of way. They don't want to let somebody go or they don't want to have that hard conversation with the contract that isn't, you know, going so great. And the third one, probably this avoidance pattern is action. Hmm. You know, I don't want to go do the Facebook live. I don't want to start the podcast. I don't want to, raise my prices. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. So avoidance is a really key place to uncover what's actually in there because you're not just avoiding this just because. Yeah. So being that this is something that you see kind of more creep in to entrepreneurs, regardless of the level of success from just getting started to $300,000, like you're talking, regardless of your level what what happens when you see that if they if it goes unchecked you know you get on a conversation with someone and you start seeing some of those patterns within them i guess let me ask two questions first off mm-hmm. um before we get into how it goes unchecked that aspect of starting to see patterns is there a way that those who are listening right now as they're hearing about avoidance and they're saying is that me is that not me is there a, a, mm-hmm. some questions they can ask themselves to say oh i do avoid that that maybe yeah. that really is an issue Yeah, I actually have not exactly what you're asking, but I have a checklist. If you want something really, really easy, it's the first thing on my website. It's a checklist to go over. It's like 10 questions to help you see, like, are you getting in your own way or are you not? Because that's something that I had a lot of people asking me, um, how do I know? Like, how do I know if mindset's really something that I need to work on? And avoidance, really, honestly, Kyle, it comes back to stress. Hmm. If your stress levels are really, really high, and you are equating that just to being a business owner or just because you're making a lot of money or just because you're an entrepreneur. Like I can't tell you how many times I see like entrepreneur means you're going to have a super stressful life. And that's just, you know, hustle and grind is what you should accept. Yeah. Stress is the number one key indicator that something is off. Now that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that I don't live a stressful life sometimes and that there aren't things in my life that don't happen that I experience stress in or you or anybody else. But if you are, you know, putting your feet on the floor every day and you don't want to show up to your business and you're going to bed at night, you know, super stuck in your head and you just can't turn it off. And I, and I am the first person to say, sometimes I still struggle with this. Sometimes yeah. there are still days where I'm like, man, I got a lot to do right now or, you know, whatever that is. But if this is a perpetual hamster wheel, then there's a, there's a problem. 
there's yeah. a problem. It's probably not a marketing thing. It's probably not, you know, sometimes it might be a systems thing. And I know that you're, you've got systems as part of this thing that you're doing, which is really, really awesome because that is super important too. You could do all the mindset work in the world, but your systems could be out of place and you're still going to hit stress. If you don't <laughs> panic, right. Yeah. So the key indicators are really, what is my stress level? I mean, I yeah. think it is really that easy. What's my stress level? That's huge. Cause I think, you know, I think of my own life and, and what brought us together was being, being, first raise my hand and say, look, I'm stuck on that hamster wheel. I'm stressed out feeling like I get, you know, I, I take one step forward and two steps back and something needs to change. And I think in, you know, I know in my own life, it's been a balance of both systems and, mm-hmm. and, and mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like how you distinguish the aspect of stress uh, being a limiting factor for the entrepreneur where stress does not equate to um you're not saying that hustle and grind is a bad thing. You know, we, mm-hmm. we hear about Abram entrepreneurs and Gary V's uh, uh, preached the hustle attitude for so long, but it's that aspect of what are we hustling for and how are we hustling? And, and I'd love if there's anything that you have to say about that from an entrepreneur's perspective, the balance between a proper amount of hustle and grind to not letting yourself burn out mm-hmm. where that stress is affecting how you go to bed, how you mm-hmm. are, are present in your family, uh, with your friends, with your significant other. Is there, is there some, some check and balance of, of all right, am, am I okay to put in 12-hour days? So that's what I have to be doing right now, but I'm not bringing that stress home or other aspects of my life. I think it's about the intention behind why you're doing what you're doing. And that's why I kind of like to talk about goals and intentions as being two different things. So a goal is like, how much money do you want to make? Well, I want to make $50,000 next month. Okay. Well, what is your intention behind that? Who do you have to become to make $50,000 next month? Like, what does that require of you? What does that look like? What do you have to believe about yourself in order for that to happen? What kind of offers would you have to put out? What kind of proposals would you have to put out? You know, and really under getting into the, the deeper layers of why you're doing it versus I want to make $50,000 next month. Oh my God, I am not worthy unless I make $50,000 next month. And then yeah. you're sitting in front of your computer for 15 hours a day and you're writing as many posts as you can and you're trying to talk to as many people as you can. And then you go home <laughs> and you're hanging out with your wife and kids and you're only thinking about, Oh my God, I got to make $50,000 next month. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of, you know, those stories that we, who we decide we are, And those stories, that lens that we see the world through will decide which route you're going to take, you know, and it's not about sometimes people ask me doing things with ease because I like to talk about doing things with ease and finding that flow in your business. This doesn't mean, you know, this doesn't mean not working. You know, you know me, we've spent a lot of time together in person. This does not mean that you don't work. This does not mean that I just sit around every day and sit in a meditative state and wait for clients to show up at my doorstep. It still takes effort. It still takes action, but what's the energy behind the action that you're taking? Yeah. I like that. And the, the intention, the, the reality behind 
that because I think that's something I've had to bring into my process. And I've, I've told you the story uh, with with my own wife uh, telling me, look, I ain't going to go on vacation with you again if you can't take a vacation from your business. And last year, yes. trying to take my family to, to Hawaii and as beautiful as the place was, I couldn't get out of my business and the things I had to do. Um, and it's both, it's both a mindset and a systems issue, but the mindset being um, so significantly impacted my family. She's like, I ain't going to go vacation with you again until we got that figured out. And I don't know if I've told you yet, but we got vacations. Four nice. Vacations. Yeah, we got four vacations planned between now and November. Four? Now, oh, my goodness. February. We haven't talked in like three yeah. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. My, my kid's not listening to this, so she doesn't know that we're going <laughs> she's not home right now. We got we got a surprise trip to San Diego and Disneyland and oh, wife, wife awesome. and I. We're going to Hawaii in February. So but it's it's been that deal. Well it's kind of bringing some some uh restoration back to the mindset issues I had last year. I love it. Uh, I love to, it. to say we're at a place now that I think we can make that possible. Um, but I think, you know, let me be this, let me use that as my segue that if I, as an entrepreneur, seeing success in my business, you know, last year was the best year we've ever had in our business, saw levels of growth we never had financially before, but I got burnt out. And I got to this point, I remember sitting on the couch with my wife uh, around December. Uh, I'd just gone through a massive reorg in my company, um, was working through some new opportunities with clients, and just sitting there asking myself, this is really what I want to do. The money's there, and the money's not, to me, in my attitude, isn't isn't so much a deciding factor as I love what I do today as much as I loved it when I was trying to figure out how to pay rent. Right. Um, but that deal of, you know, yes, there are aspects that money's a, money's a factor, money's a signal for you. But the question being for you is I knew, I know, I hit that point in, Feb, in December last year, asking myself, how do I get off the hamster wheel? How do I make some change? And as an entrepreneur, I couldn't do that myself. I could. I couldn't work through uh, for me as you talked about you know some of those roadblocks some of those signals that you know something's off and perfection was certainly one of them um, there was major levels of avoidance for me avoidance with team members avoidance with clients avoidance with myself um, and avoidance with making offers a variety of areas that I knew I needed change but I knew I couldn't do it on myself because I didn't know what that looked like and I had to raise my hand and say hey look this this is something someone's got to help me on and that's where mm -hmm. uh, a recommendation came to get to know you um, but as a complete entrepreneur, I'm a firm believer that the toolkit we're talking about in this series, there isn't one person who just has it all themselves. And, oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. the, the beauty of, you talked about, you know, your, your journey into networking, being able, or journey into um, mindset and coaching was through some relationships and through some networking that we're, we can only scale to the level that we, we have the knowledge and skill sets that others help equip us with, much less. We, we grow on our own. So as an entrepreneur who's saying, all right, I'm in that place that I know I got some of those avoidance issues, some perfection. What is the self-sabotage? Because I think that's me too. How does someone know, uh, what, what's the process look like, the journey look like to be able to say, okay, I can't do this on my own. I need to talk to someone, either from clients mm -hmm. who, who connect with you or what you'd say for your industry. How does an entrepreneur get help with their mindset? Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest thing to look at is are you do you feel like you're trying to outwork your problem? I noticed that That's for good. me personally, that is right 
right before people hire me, that's kind of the dialogue that they have with themselves. Now for other mindset coaches, that might be a little bit different because I work with people that are more overwhelmed in what they've already established. Some other people work with people in just trying to like start them off and get them going. You know, there's different, different types of mindset coaches do different things. Um, But traditionally speaking, most of my clients are dealing with stress and overwhelm. So for people that are in that place, the biggest thing they try to do, of course, because they're entrepreneurs and they want to create and fix things, right? We all have that in us is they try to outwork the problem. They try to outwork the stress. They try to outwork the scarcity. They try to outwork, you know, whatever the barrier is. I'm just going to keep doing this thinking that this is going to go away. Uh, When it, you know, it just really doesn't because until we do the subconscious programming, we're going to keep recreating those stories over and over over again um and to give just like a little bit of science on this the stories that we tell ourselves we actually hold that emotion in certain parts of our body and there's newfound science on this and this goes all the way back to like before christ times like this has been around for centuries at this point the science of emotion and how we experience it yeah so if we have a self-sabotaging pattern what we will end up doing is we'll keep making decisions because our programming is telling us to. We'll just keep making decisions to that self-sabotaging pattern. So that self-sabotaging pattern will continue and we'll hit and trigger these parts of our brain that will actually send emotional triggers to the rest of our body uh, or send chemical triggers to the rest of our body, creating that same emotion over and over and over again, stress, anxiety, worry, overwhelm, fear. So, starting with your mind and starting up in the subconscious and recreating what those stories are actually helps send your entire body a different set of chemicals and a different set of pathways so that your chemical response becomes different after these patterns go away. Wow. It's really, really interesting. So a lot of times we think it's just mindset work and that's why I'm hesitant sometimes, you know, I don't want to explain all this to somebody that I'm first (laughs) talking to for five minutes, right? But it's mindset coaching, but really it's whole body coaching because if you think about when you feel stressed, you feel it somewhere in your body. Maybe you feel it in your chest. Maybe it tightens up. Maybe you feel it in your stomach. Maybe it gets queasy and you get a little, you you feel the fear. You know, you feel things in your body and that's because of what's going on in your mind. It's a total relationship there. Um, So if you are somebody that is experiencing these things, just ask for help. You know, go have that first conversation with somebody. Go have, go send the email, go have, get yourself on the call. You know, one of the hardest things I think about asking for mindset help is people make it mean that there's something wrong with them Hmm. when there isn't. It just means that you don't want to experience things the way that you've been experiencing them up until this point. And you see another version of yourself that you are ready to step into. And there's somebody for everybody. You know, there's somebody for you that can hold that space. I love it. Molly, I think you've given us a lot here in as a kind of encapsulating our conversation today is that aspect of entrepreneurs they, we, we as entrepreneurs we all have that kind of I call it my spidey sense I know when mm-hmm. something feels off I know when something around me doesn't feel like it's flowing um, and that that feeling of something needs to change in order for me to get rid of that feeling and move forward with joy before with peace and I think a lot of it is what you're talking about is the mindset but we just ended with that aspect of what affects our whole body 
Mm-hmm. So when you talk then about, you know, raising your hand, getting on that conversation, I know you said that there's different types of mindset coaches and not, and not one size fits all. But for those listening, you say, hey, I just want to get to know you, Mallory, and mm-hmm. see if what you offer would be the right fit for me as an entrepreneur. What's the best way they can reach out to you, get that conversation going and find out if it's not you, who else they should talk to? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've got a handful of people that I send other people to if it doesn't feel like a good fit for me. So feel free to always reach out and I'm more than happy to help. Um, the first place you can find me is the easiest way to get to it is to actually go to abundantlyclearpodcast.com and that will take you to my website. There's a email address contact form if you want to book a call. Yeah. And then you can also find my podcast if you just want to hear a little bit more about this. Maybe you want to learn a little bit more about mindset. Uh, Abundantly Clear Podcast is on Apple, Spotify, pretty much all the major platforms. And you can go check that out. Awesome. So either one of those. And yeah, yeah. I'm really, Kyle knows this about me. I, I do things a little bit differently. I think when it comes to mindset coaching, I actually want to know that me and that person are a good fit yeah. before we even really talk about like pricing and package and all that kind of stuff. So I would, I'm more inclined to talk with people. And then kind of decipher and go, okay, yeah, maybe this is a good fit. Maybe this would be a good idea. <laughs> and, and spirit of, yeah, in the spirit of full disclosure, I am a client uh, of, of a Mallory. So you have, you know, anyone who's considering her has my vote of approval. One of the things I loved about you, Mallory, and I've told you this before, but for the sake of our listeners, is that you weren't the first mindset coach I ever talked to. Uh, you weren't the first one that I got on the phone with, weren't the first one that I considered hiring, um, but you've been the only one that I've hired. And in those that I've talked to, um, it felt much more like a sales conversation. It felt much more like I was getting to be a part of some program um, where in, in our relationship, you know, first off, I got on the call uh, and there was no, here's what I offer. Here's my program. Here's my system for the low, low payment of X amount of dollars. It was, no, let's just talk about life. And I had to share real problems and you provided real solutions. And then I was like, cool, man. Great to know you. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And I was like, wait a minute, where's the pitch? <laughs> and there wasn't one because I got burned by one of those pitches in the past. And without you even knowing that, you're like, I ain't going to be that person. Um, and so you know, sometimes I'll get on the phone with people and I'll really just talk to them and be like, you know what? They don't need my help. You know, it would be awful if I said that they did. And I had to talk to them for the next you know, <laughs> numerous months pretending like I was helping them with something, you know, no. like sometimes it's just not a good fit and that's okay. And I'd, I would much rather just have like a natural relationship get to that point than scare somebody into the fact that they need mindset coaching. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think as, as you alluded to there, uh, as a follow-up aspect of people who are hesitant to create, take action right away, one of those signs they need a mindset coach, but in your avoidance, go check out Mallory's podcast at abundantlyclearpodcast.com. Uh, while you're there, I encourage you make that call as an entrepreneur. We can't do this alone. I think uh, one of my friends has always said, uh, said, you know, an entrepreneur alone um, is, uh, is an entrepreneur. It's going to fail. And that aspect of being able to be able to work together in this and have someone that you could rub shoulders with, learn from each other, grow together. Mallory, you've been an entrepreneur who has helped me in my journey. I'm so grateful for your time today. I'm so grateful uh, for you sharing some insights of how an entrepreneur can bring mindset into their toolkit. 
thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I love that you're doing this and I love that you're hitting all areas because they really are so important. When you gave me the lowdown on who's in this, this thing that you're doing, I was like, oh man, I've worked with some of their clients and they've worked with some of my clients and I've worked with that person. And it's just, it really goes to show there's so many different moving parts of being yeah. a successful entrepreneur and running a business and being open to all of it. It's just the absolute best way to approach it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It's been a privilege having you with us here today. Thank you so much. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of Marketing from the Roosevelt Room. If you heard something today that you would like to follow up on and be able to connect with us, connect with our guests, we will have their contact information as well as any links to resources they talked about from Facebook groups, their website, any type of offers that they gave on our website at mfrrpodcast.com. Once again, that is mfrrpodcast.com. Join us there. I'd love to keep the conversation going and you'll be able to get all of our show notes as well as links that the guests spoke about. So that way we can really serve you. Really do appreciate you spending time with us today in this episode. Hope you have a great rest of your day.